and welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven Podcast. We're here to talk with you about some yarny stuff with a little dash of witchy stuff on the side. Mm -hmm. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Sweet. And we kick off our show with a little bit of news. I've got a little bit. I have been doing little fundraiser curated gift sets to raise money for abortion access. Last weekend, we raised $500 for, um, I'm blanking out on the name. (laughs) (laughs) Arc Southeast, which is an abortion access fund, which you can donate to should you wish. And I think for our next batch, we're going to go to Indigenous Women Rising which is another great abortion access fund that you can check out. So uh, on the weekend, look for my Etsy shop. I will be having some custom curated listings that 100% of your purchase price will be going to the abortion access fund. Awesome. And then tell us where you're going to be, Emily. I am going to be virtually vending at Darksome Art and Craft Market uh, July 29th through 31st. I have an Instagram live scheduled on the 31st at 4 p.m. with another maker. So that will be awesome. I will also probably be doing a pop shop live that weekend. uh, And I will have all of the Deathly Cute um, stuff available. So come shop some spooky goodness. There will be a discount code and a portion of proteins, proteins, a a portion of of money. (laughs) I'm tired, guys. A portion of money is going towards abortion access funds, uh, both for the show and from me. So you can shop and do good things. Yay. It's almost like abortion access is a really important thing for healthcare for everybody. It's true. (laughs) Because everybody usually at least knows somebody who engages in heterosexual sex. Yes. And it's important for anybody who does that or knows somebody or loves somebody who does that. Yes. For, it's important yes. for people. It's important <laughs> for people. It's almost like we should all have bodily autonomy and health care. Yeah. And then I will also be oh. venting at, yeah, an uh, urban craft uprising, uh, which is in Seattle on August 7th. That's a Sunday. Um, I will have a physical table there. I will be in person in Seattle. So please come visit me. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah. Lauren might be there too. Uh, <laughs> Chad is uh, experiencing some medical issues. So it's possible that there will be a Lauren there too. At the very least, I'll have fiber coven stickers for anyone who comes up to me and says that they are a fan of the podcast. I will have free fiber coven stickers uh, and I will have wares for you to purchase. So check that out. Come visit me, please, uh, so that I can buy things in Seattle. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, we finished things this week. I know. We're both wearing, we both finished a garment. We're both wearing a finished object. You feel like, you can see our boobs. Boobs. If you're boobs. watching this, if not, mm-hmm. just know that we're like boobing. Mm-hmm. So we both finished a thing that covers the top half of our body. How about you go first? I finished my Mount Pleasant top by Pippin Pern Knits, and it is uh, really super cute. It's a little t-shirt crop top. I'll talk about it and then I'll stand up so video people can kind of see it a little bit better. I knit it in all one sultan yarn in the uh, I was supposed to be a sexy jellyfish colorway so it's very lovely and pastel and cute I was initially worried that it was going to be too big for me 
it's not too big for me. It just has more positive ease than I was initially going for, but I think it still looks good. So it's still for me. I think if I did make another one for me, I would go down a needle size just to kind of schloop everything up a little bit because there is a little bit of extra room in the armpitty region. Um, That seems nice. Kind of let things be open and airy and not too sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it is nice. I just think it I think it would also be cute if it was like tighter because it's just a crop top on the boobs, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. The little lace bit is very delightful at the bottom and I think it looks really cute. Let me show it to you. Yay, let me see. Oh my gosh, it looks really cute. You're wearing it with some high-waisted leggings. It looks really good. It looks comfy and fun. It is comfy and fun. I'm very pleased with it. I look very at home in my office. I very much match my studio color scheme right now and with my little pastel lavender top. You do have an aesthetic. What? No. (laughs) We'll we'll see in in both my whip and my uh, acquisitions that that aesthetic continues. (laughs) What did you finish? I finished this ripple bralette. I did mine in the third size and I just did it as well, not quite as written. I added a little extra length in the bottom mm-hmm. in the uh, twisted ribbing as well it looks like as a it's little a good bit length. in the regular ribbing. Yeah, I think I like it. It's really cozy. I did con- the contrast color for the straps, which I really liked. Um, this is in Big Little Yarn Co's deeply inspired sock sets. This one was the first encounter. Uh, I really like it. It's cozy and it matches my friend. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's super cute. Yeah, and actually finished a second little thing. What? A thing you haven't, nobody's even seen yet. Well, what? I just posted on Instagram. I made a mug rug. Yeah. It's crochet. It's, it's just cute. a little square, mm-hmm. uh, stripey mug rug with tassels. I found out about mosaic crochet, which I really like the look of. I'm definitely more partial to crochet for home goods than garments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this just little alternating mosaic crochet helped me use up some little scraps. This was my little tester and I like the fabric, but it wasn't quite the look I was going for, but it's a perfectly good mug rug mm-hmm. and I like it. And I think this might be going, I might be making more little mug rugs to go into the fundraiser kits because, you know, we all like to drink beverages, right? I love beverages. Mm-hmm. And we need to protect our surfaces. So mm-hmm. mug rugs. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I finished. Nice. Now we can talk about what we've been working on. What have you been working on? Uh, My main whip is related to my finished object, which is the same top, but for you. Oh my gosh. Yay. (laughs) Did you already finish the lace? I already finished the lace. I don't know. I like this lace pattern. It's very, Mm -hmm. I like to work on this lace pattern it's like little scallop lace it looks Um, like a dusty gray purple it makes me happy it is a dusty gray purple it's really cute and it's um merino cashmere nylon so it's really soft it's gonna be nice Um, what a delightful stitch marker you have yes isn't that delightful (laughs) some some cool person must have made that stitch marker um, it's oh my, my gosh. it's my own kitty ghost and uh, my own little poison mushroom stitch markers on there. Yeah, so I am onto the uh, stockinette body of yours. It it looks very small because I made mine oversized and yours is your size. But I did uh, go down the needle size for yours, so it should in theory be that closer tight fit for you. But I th- I think it looks like it will fit you. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. My plan is to like the sweaters that you have made for me. I'm not going to block it. I'm just going to send it to you so you can kind of block it to the shape that you want it to be. Um, you never but, know. You might give it to me in Seattle. I might. Who knows? <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am really enjoying this. Um, I am liking working with this Knitpicks Capretta, um, which is some yarn support I got from a sock pattern that I have in Knitpicks Capretta that I didn't actually knit in the real yarn because I had like kind of already started it before they sent me the yarn. So yeah, now it's going to be this cute little top for Lauren. I also immediately cast on a repeat of what I finished. Is that another <laughs> ripple bralette? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a uh, one in the other sock set, uh, which is the merry-go-round life one. I've been using these as my um, my vanilla knitting for the post office and errands and appointments and such. That is what my uh the top is for me too um the i've been playing a lot of fire emblem because i'm really i'm really really busy right now y'all so i have been playing that to like relax and there's a lot of like cut scenes and um there's also like relationship scenes in that game where there's just like five minutes where they're talking to each other so i have been knitting on this lace section while that's happening that you can knit lace while playing a video game. Yes, I, I can. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you can tell in this podcast, especially from our intro, that we're both a little stressed and frazzled this week. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. We will get through all these things. Mm-hmm. What else have you been working on? I guess I worked a little bit on my sock, but it's not that much. I just got the like cuff done mm-hmm. on my little sock friend but yep that's just my vanilla socks that are in that regia pastel self-striping that I've been working on for a while but I again I'm kind of like on a sock hiatus I'm not super into socks right now for whatever reason so that's just kind of there if I want it it's good for if I need like vanilla knitting while the top is like in a transition period like if it's a time where I need to like put some stitches on waist yarn and switch to knitting back in front or whatever so backup vanilla project that's right (laughs) (laughs) it's in reserve (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's the bench warmer yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's all my stuff i have been putting in a little bit of progress on my um, i love that thing touche baby blanket i'm on my last row i decided to make it essentially uh four rows by mm-hmm. so it's essentially be like a two by three proportion so yeah. I have five triangles left to do I'm kind of I think I decided that I have a lot of this blue left over so I'm going to do like a single crochet border just to tidy up the edges mm-hmm. in the blue when I'm done but I have only have five triangles left uh, wow I really think I should probably try and finish this soon, but I totally lost steam because of my mosaic crochet obsession. Uh, uh, that definitely has, that's all I've been able to think about for the past, like 36 hours, I'd say. Mm. And, uh, I really liked my little mug rug experiment, but mm-hmm. I wanted to try it at a different, like at a denser gauge because the TikTok that inspired me, the gauge was really dense and it looked like little bars that were all, it just looked like little bricks that were stacked. The picture you sent me was cool. 
Mm-hmm. That's cool too. It, but yeah, it doesn't look as crisp as the picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm using the same size hook. No, I don't know what size it is because I didn't look. Uh, but I'm using the same size hook and worsted weight yarn instead of Ooh, that looks good. And look at this. Look at that. Look at this. So I had a bunch of worsted weight acrylic scraps in my stash. And I've just been kind of um, definitely copying the idea of the TikTok that I saw is each like vertical column is kind of like fading into different colors. It seems natural, but I've kind of got this little like weird rainbow going on. It's cute. And um, being someone who is primarily a knitter and not a crocheter, I had like, I had, I don't know, I'd probably say like maybe at least 300 grams, maybe between three and 500 grams of scraps. And I thought that's enough to crochet a pillowcase, which is what this is. It's just going to be a little pillowcase for one of my couch pillows. I had one um, that I, the cover I had made before was no longer doing it for me. So I threw that out and I'm going to crocheting a new one here. And this being both crochet and particularly dense crochet at that, it's, it's like double thick. It feels really good. It is going through my yarn really fast. And I, instead of this being a stash buster project, I'm going to pick up some worsted weight acrylic at my LYS this weekend. Well, it's a stash buster, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just switching out every row, different colors. I think I'm going to make some little mug rugs, more mug rugs in this design because I think it looks really good. It does look really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. I just look. I love that it looks like little bricks that are all stacked up mm-hmm. little rectangular blobs just been jazzed on it also I've been doing primarily audio media so I've been doing uh things that I have to look at so I've been doing cross stitch and crochet instead yes. of knitting these past this past week or so but I just think this looks really good <laughs> it does it's cool yeah that's why Emily got a text this morning I was like do you have any worsted weight superwash yarn that you're willing to part with? I'm pretty sure I do. I need to mm-hmm. dig in my bin. Yeah, solid colors. Mm-hmm. I know I, I might not have fun colors. I think I definitely have white and brown, but like mm. you probably don't want white and brown. So mm. probably not white. There's fun stuff. Yeah, if there's something fun, I'll probably pick up a handful of colors at the LYS because I really like their worsted acrylic. They have Uptown Worsted, which is probably what a lot of this is, which super good. And I think the acrylic will make for good mug rugs because you can throw in the wash when you spill your stuff on it, which mm-hmm. you will because it's a mug rug. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been working on. Nice. Sweet. And we acquired things this week. What did you get, Emily? I got assorted things. So I am losing a yarn employee discount at the end of the month. So in anticipation of that, I uh, got a sweater quantity of yarn, uh, kind of semi-whimsically. So this is, purple. it's it's like lavender, pinky, purple. It's very, I like it a lot. Uh, it's, it's very it's, tonal. It's very tonal. Yeah. It's kind of like got more of a blurple undertone that has been over dyed with more of like a magenta ish purple. Um, mm-hmm. And I am into it. It's a hundred percent Merino. Um, it's vivacious Ooh. four ply from fiber spates and it feels really nice. Um, so I have about 1200 yards here and I don't know exactly what pattern I'm going to make with it. I look, I looked up like a few just to get an idea of how many uh, yards I would need. Um, and there's a Jacqueline uh, 
Cersiac pattern that I was considering doing. That's like, mm-hmm. I want to do a cardigan in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm considering that, or I might look for a more cropped cardigan that I can wear like over my skirt shirt combos that I wear a lot. So that is something that I want to do. And uh, then I also picked up this uh, Zauber ball, crazy Zauber ball. Um, it's a super pink, hot pink pastel Zauber ball. It really matches the top that I'm wearing. <laughs> it does. There's also lots of grayish lavenders in there. Yeah, yeah. So I really like it. I love Crazy Zauber Ball as a sock yarn. Um, my socks that I've made from it have held up really, really well. And it's fun that it's like a color shifting yarn. Um, so I just grabbed this to have an yieldy sock stash. And then I also picked up this yarn tarot because they had it in stock. And I think that Lauren might be doing some uh, for tips tarot reading at Kemper and I's Woolen Folk booth uh, this October. Uh, and I thought that this would be a fun deck for her to use because it's thematic to the show. And then Lauren doesn't have to use her own deck, but this is the back of the card. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. It looks There's like a playing spindles. card. Yeah, but, it looks yeah. spindles and uh, some crochet hooks and knitting needles and yeah all it's it's a nice uh deck all of the people are pretty diverse they did a good job making it not just white people and there's lots of Hmm. lots of knitting Mm -hmm. and crochet stuff they're spinning and stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that it is fun uh pretty much all of the wands are crochet hooks it looks like looks like swords is knitting needles maybe pentacles is like little looms with pentacles woven on them it seems like and cups seems to be represented by spindles Hmm. Mm -hmm. that's neat yeah so i thought it was fun i am also maybe working on a craft themed tarot deck so i thought it would be fun to check out an existing one and uh yeah i like that a lot of the people are wearing sweaters Mm. cool so i love it yeah look like they definitely look like riffs on the smithweight images yeah and like the people are they look very playing card ish like their faces Mm -hmm. are definitely inspired by like the standard playing card imagery i would say the way that they're lots of profiles the strength card is really cute um but yeah i just thought that this would be a fun one to have uh for this kind of a thing maybe i'll bring it with me to shows all the time and people can like do a yes or no thing if they're like having a hard time deciding and it also (laughs) comes with a nice little um, mini hardcover guidebook oh i've never seen a little hardcover one before that's fancy yeah it is fancy it's nice mm-hmm. so that is my acquisitions i only got a little something and i got some handmade ceramic buttons that were being Ooh. sold by my lys uh they were made by one of my knit group friends she doesn't have her i don't think she has an online shop so you can get them at knits and knots They're all totally one of a kind and unique, and they were donated to me generously by both of those ladies for our little fundraiser kits. I really love the little flowers on this one. I like that one too. Yeah. So it's a white ceramic square button with green and black and yellow flowers. And then there's some circular ones that are blue and brown with some texture. 
Cool. So I'm really jazzed to put these in the fundraiser kits. Awesome. That's all I got. Cool. Sweet. So we can move on to tarot deck box is very satisfying to close. Yes. You can see it if you're watching on video. Mm -hmm. Satisfyingness of the closure there. Awesome. So we're going to talk about a rock. We haven't talked about any rocks in a while, so we're excited to bring it back. We picked fluorite this week because when I was visiting Emily in Louisville, we each got some fluorite. I got a little green octahedron Mm -hmm. and you got a purple tower. I did. Mm -hmm. I thought it's super interesting that fluorite is a clear stone, but its impurities cause it to have pretty much any color that you would wish, Uh, green and purple being the most common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really common to have ones that have both in the same rock so little, like raw piece of fluorite that is mostly green mm-hmm. but has a little purple tip you usually look up the basic info on stuff you got basics for us i got some basics so the name fluorite comes from its fluorescent effect that it has when you hold it under uv lighting which is neat hmm. i found something contradictory to that really? i heard that fluorescence was named after the fluorite they found it and named the the effect after the fluorite. Uh, entomologically, I found that it came from the Latin for uh, the Latin verb fluorite or flow because it was used to decrease the viscosity of slag when doing metalwork. Oh, well, mine was from a random crystal website. So I think we'll believe yours. That's interesting. Maybe yeah. it's also very possible that I read it backwards and it was telling me that the uh, UV effect is named after fluoride. <laughs> but in any case, this rock glows in UV light. It does. Uh, so fluorite is a form of calcium fluoride. It belongs to the family of halide mil- minerals and is part of the the cubic crystal system and like lauren said it's transparent and uh different impurities cause it to be pretty much any color like seriously this one can be any color uh which i think is super cool it is the only mineral where uh you can get the element fluorine which is used in the manufacture of steel to eliminate impurities. Uh, it's also um, fluorite is used for making uh, special lenses uh, in optics, uh, and it is used to make some types of glass and enamel. Neato. Yeah, and I saw that there are definitely fluorite deposits on several continents. It was. It is known- one of the most common minerals. It is not a rare mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's not very hard. Um, it's only a four on the Mohs hardness scale. So it's pretty easy to like scratch it or damage it. And it's also water soluble. So you should not put your fluorite crystals in water or like take baths with them if you're a weird person who has bath crystals like me, because they are water soluble, which means they'll dissolve in water. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I need to tell you the thing I found. Okay. So you know me, if it's a rock, I'm Googling what people in the ancient world used it for. But mm-hmm. since fluoride is so soft, it can be easily carved into little, you know, figurines or, you know, whatever people liked. But since it's so soft, artifacts rarely survive. But in World War One, they found 
in a Roman tomb that was on the Syri- what on the border of what's now Syria and Turkey. They found two cups made out of fluoride, which is like, hmm, because it's water soluble. But these cups were like super treasured back in the Roman Empire, but they had to be coated with resin so that they could be drunk from. And those are some of the, those are like the main artifacts that have been found that have been made out of fluorite. And the pictures are really pretty, like purple and green striated carved cups. And of course they're in the British Museum. I mean, it's still some colonizer activity, like, but I could have understood if they were somewhere in Italy, even though the stone itself came from the Roman colony of Parthia, which is modern day Iran. Uh, and was found on the border of Syria and Turkey. Like, no, they're in the British Museum because of course they are, Mm -hmm. Uh, which kind of cracked me up. So these two cups come from in between the first and second century AD, which is the early Roman Empire. So like after Caesar and Cleopatra were very dead, just if you wanted to find yourself in history there. Mm -hmm. And a couple centuries after these were made, Pliny the Elder uh, would write about marine glasses, which is what people uh, think that these might be an example of. And there's a couple writings that talk about how valuable these marine glasses were, or cups. Like the Romans were going, like the Roman aristocracy were going nuts from, they thought that the wine or the beverages drunk out of these things tasted better than out of other vessels. And that's because they used a resin to coat the inside so that it wouldn't, the water wouldn't just, you know, seep into the stone. Um, Like it would with a water soluble stone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when it's called murine, because they think one of the resins they used to make these into drinking vessels was myrrh. And people just liked the taste of that. Like Pliny the Elder wrote about like one particularly notable Roman aristocrat who liked to nibble on the edge of his cup because it just was so tasty with that myrrh. Mm. Yeah. I just thought that was so weird. Like, I guess that's a lot better than them drinking out of lead cups, which is something else the Romans did. Yeah. Yeah, after I was just like all excited to learn about that. And they think that these carbon stone cups, some like they only have found two in fluorite, but they used many different stones that were coated with a resin to make them into cups. These things were popularized because in like the first century BC, Pompey the Great did a lot of like warring and conquering in the Middle East. And that's where these, these like, things were made and where the stone was found and he brought them back to Rome and made them super duper popular and they were very hard to get. Yeah. Nero apparently went nuts for these and paid like a million sisters for some sort of similar drinking vessel. And one guy hated uh, Nero so much that when he was dying, he like broke his Marine uh, ladle so that Nero couldn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my little snippet of Roman history uh, involving artifacts made out of fluorite or other similar minerals. Fun. I remember (laughs) when we talked about amethyst, they also were drinking out of amethyst cups because they thought that it had like detoxification properties. Yeah. They were, they were a wacky bunch. Mm -hmm. I guess, I mean, not so different from now. Lots of people think crystals have. Yeah. Speaking of which, 
let's talk about the properties that <laughs> witchy people think these crystals have. Uh, so they uh, are said to absorb negative energy and aid in decision making. And I also found various charts that, you know, how we are always talking about like these crystal meetings, they're all based on color. Well, fluorite can be any color. So that means any color fluorite can be associated with all of those different color meetings that we talked about a while ago when we chatted about uh, the different magical properties of color. Basic rundown, clear can be mental clarity for, uh, and it can also like go with anything else because it's clear, you know, uh, it doesn't really have its own properties. Green can be associated with uh, emotions and like happiness. Blue can be for communication and uh, like being your authentic self. Purple can be for peace and calm. And yellow uh, can be for confidence or joy. And then rainbow fluorite, which is like, you know, when it's in multiple different colors, could be good for like creativity or like your intuition. Nice. I also saw that a lot of the different meanings for fluorite have to do with like its root as far as like flow and flux and like changing negative energy into positive energy and just basically like spring cleaning your vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had. That's what I I mainly just wanted to talk about the neat cups. I just wanted to talk about the cool cups. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That were coated in the delicious myrrh. Yum. Yum. (laughs) Sweet. That was super fun. I love learning about new things with you. Mm Mm-hmm. So we are going to move on to our shameless self-promotion section. I think it's just you that had some stuff going on. Yeah, I just had my um, pastel rainbow yarn shop update. So all of that stuff is up and available in my shop at kittywithacupcake.com. If you would like some pastel rainbow themed items with yarn balls, there's lots of yarn balls and little knit hearts. They're cute. Very cute. You have washi tape, you have earrings, you have stickers, you have pins. Progress keepers, all the stuff. All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, if you are looking to find that stuff or anything we talked about or anything related to the Fiber Coven, head on over to fibercoven.com where you will find links to Emily's merch, my yarn, our wonderful Patreon group. Where I just finally put up the video of us talking and singing about our Star Wars brownie cake. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, head on over there if you're looking for anything about us or this podcast. And until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.